Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us this week on the This Madre podcast. Today, it's just Sammy and I talking bullshit. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, just some quick housekeeping. Remember to leave a nice review, five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Tell your friends about the podcast. And also, uh, we've got some new stuff for sale on the store. Uh, check out thismadre.com forward slash store. We have a new Dope El Mundo shirt, and a lot of the other stuff is actually on sale. I'm going to put it 50% off right fucking now. So go check shit out. Please buy something. Um, yeah, thanks for supporting us, and have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Salam alaikum, or I don't know what the fuck else. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I think that was just passed. No, today was actually a Hanukkah celebration uh, for my family, for uh, Larissa's family, but uh, we're not there. So in the off chance that one of you is listening, happy Hanukkah. All right, guys. This Mother Podcast number 11 starts now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 11. It's Sunday morning. Um, as usual, we're doing things last minute because this one's going up tomorrow. Sammy's um, playing with his wiener down there. I don't know what he's doing. I'm taking a sip of coffee, just like on NPR. <laughs> Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like we said, we're going to be doing more podcasts with just the two of us. And uh, that's that's what this is, another uh, local homegrown This Madre Garage podcast It's uh, Sunday morning here The garage smells of weed Because the Sonido Clash guys I guess did a little after party here last night It's um, unacceptable It's unacceptable You fucking bums you They ain't listening to this fucking shit Fucking bums I know it doesn't matter We can talk <laughs> all we want They ain't gonna listen to this shit you fucking bums Anyway um, So this week we're gonna try something A little different uh, Not just ramble through A bunch of random shit I we are like, drinking this time. Yeah, we're not drinking this time. Well, we're drinking coffee, but um, we're basically gonna go through six topics and just spend ten minutes on each. So these topics are just some random shit I just kind of came up with last night that I thought might make for interesting conversation, and that's about it. We're gonna go six topics, ten minutes each, and just kind of. I don't know what they are either. So oh, right, if, right, right, right. Uh, it sounds Sammy, unprepared. Then that's because Sammy has no idea. But we're not going like we're not. This it's is not a not, game show. No. Well, this is not like last week where we're talking about anything heavy. Let's put it that way. Cool. Or anything like of true consequence. Um, well, maybe some of it, but n- n- nothing deep. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, let's get moving. The first topic I thought might be interesting because we're both from Texas is to talk about what is it. What do you see the difference between Mexican food in Cali versus Mexican food in Texas? Let's see. I think in Texas it's a lot greasier. I think um, there's much more of like a blend of like Tex-Mex. Not there's obviously like um, uh, strictly Mexican places in in Texas. Yeah. But I think that blend that mixture is a lot more prevalent in the i guess general mexican restaurants in in texas whereas here it's more like and again i haven't really been to a lot here but um i feel like it's a little more diverse or it's like a little more um, here yeah i just like i feel like generally speaking it's a little more authentic here Mm -hmm. as like it's just more like mexican food you know as Um, opposed to a blend of something or no just as opposed to like a shitload of cheese yeah that's what i'm saying yeah i think that's like tex-mex it's just a lot of cheese yeah and they they melt like and then obviously the burritos thing is very Mm -hmm. i mean now burritos are kind of a national thing and it's Mm -hmm. not whatever but certainly like 10 years ago before chipotle and like even like 
I don't even think Taco Bell had like a true burrito that had like rice, beans, and meat. Mm-hmm. That was a very Cali thing. Yeah. Like I remember when I moved to Cali, like there was like rice and beans in a burrito, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Because you're used to just having meat, mm-hmm. like the San Antonio style breakfast burrito that yep. just has meat. What's your favorite Mexican food that you've had out here so far? Out here, um, I haven't explored the Bay Area enough um, to really to to say which one is is the best. I think there, I think the, the the tacos like are better here for sure, yeah. consistently. Whereas in Texas, like I said, I think it's just really greasy. Like I don't know what. One thing I do want to say is I think that uh, Mexican restaurants can either be like really good or really shitty based on the tortilla you know always yeah. start with the base like yeah. like the undercooked shit is like no good if you're, you if you're a white person in, in Austin or something or <laughs> trying to uh, start your own little taco stand you bastards remember starts with the tortilla that's a, some free piece of advice right do you there. like like the kind of real raw kind of like not raw as an un, non uncooked, but like the sh- the tortillas that are like yellow and fucking they're like real rough. Like fucking. I just like almost like to the to the point of being burnt almost like the no. But I'm not talking about cooking. Like I'm talking about like do you, do you like the real soft fucking masa or do you like like because you know how sometimes oh, you yeah, get them yeah. and they're like fucking almost brown. They're yeah, like yeah. Fucking raw. Like mm. it's like they didn't even. I think uh, yeah, the the raw one for sure. You like the um, kind of, but yeah, I feel like a lot of places, even that are with Mexican people running it, they they have like really undercooked, like the shit yeah. that you get, like the store bought tortilla shit stuff. And I don't know if that's just because they're lazy or because like they don't. It takes a while. It takes a while. It takes yeah. a while. Like if you ever get regular tacos at mm-hmm. Chipotle and they put them in that fucking little steamer shit, mm-hmm. those are awful. Mm-hmm. They're awful. But mm-hmm. I do it because they can't have the the, the, mm-hmm. the burrito or whatever. They can't hold up the line. Yeah, they can't. They can't hold up the line or whatever. Yeah. But they're like they're basically steamed. And steaming a tortilla is not the right way. Yeah, you yeah. got to put it on the comal yep. or whatever. Um, but generally, yeah, I think the tacos are, are better from the little I've had, like the, I don't know, like dozen places. That no, I, I think definitely the tacos are better here consistently, like on average. You might yeah. find one taqueria that's really good in Texas, but yeah, you'd probably rate like a seven and a half out here, whereas out there you might rate like a five and a half or six yeah. on average. Mm-hmm. I would say that, um, yeah. We no. also grew up in North Texas, so I'm not sure how that differs from um, that's true that's from true. the South Texas because yeah. I know that I think that blend that I mentioned is a little maybe a little more stronger with the further south you go, whereas um, you think it gets more Tex-Mexy as you get yeah to San Antonio yeah I think so whereas North Texas I think it's a little more like um, isolated it's not as like um, or I, I guess I mean you haven't lived there in a long ass time and. I'm like three it's, or four years out, but it's changed. It's changed, but um, I would I would say like North Texas is um, you kind of have to look for it. Like there's a there's a spot in uh, by my where my dad lives in the west side of Fort Worth. Shout out to uh, Taqueria Zacatecas, and it's like a tortilla tortilleria, and they also sell food, and it's just like straight up like Mexico. Gangsta. <laughs> it's like the soap paletas. They're, they're, oh, they nice. play um, um, the soap operas there like 24-7. But um, that's a place that I think is conscious of the importance of the tortilla because they're, they're hand-making everything. <laughs> they're conscious <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> socially, <laughs> they're woke. Yeah, they're socially conscious tortilla uh, the, selection yep. at the Taqueria Zacatecas. I would say like when I got out here, definitely like back then, this is a long fucking time ago, but... <laughs> This is, you know, like late 90s, like taquerias were not that popular 
even in in Texas and hmm. even, and and um, taco stands, taco or? stands like hmm. straight up just tacos, you know, like that. And so when I came out here and and there was um, so in EPA East Palo Alto and Redwood City and East Melo Park, there's a there's a two chains two chains <laughs> that are fucking dope one of them is called uh, el griense that place is dope yeah and then the other one is three brothers um and and those guys are like the fucking taco mafia on in the uh i would say south Sil- bay or yeah, middle silicon bay. valley yeah. kind of uh, middle bay yeah <laughs> silicon valley east uh th- those guys are fucking legit and we would go you know this is when i was at stanford and so like me, me and my beaner friends that's where we would run over to get like real like food and I remember uh, my friend Jorge would like put down like he would like be like I'm gonna eat eight <laughs> I'm gonna eat eight today yeah you know? and literally go and just sit there and fucking gorge and eat like fucking eight tacos and and those were like legit you know just like the tortillas mm-hmm. the meat onion cilantro and salsa yep that's it and that's a really good meal now for yep. me where I'm like trying to be a little healthier actually that's actually not a bad meal because it's just protein yep I wonder. Um what the regional differences might mean for not to get too deep. I know this is not a deep podcast, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, in terms of like the people, the Mexicans that they're that the Mexicans that live out here in California versus the ones in Texas and whether um, there's a difference to be made there, or is it more diverse here in California of the kind of, I actually think it's more diverse in Texas of the um, kind of people? Or? Yeah, because, for example, like when we're talking about Gruyense and, um, and EPA and all that, like this is fucking Michoacan. Mm. Like, so a lot of the food out on, uh, in Silicon Valley and in the, in the East Bay there, it's like a lot of people from Michoacan. Mm. And even outside of Gruyense, like, you know, there's a Taqueria El Grullo. Mm. And it's all like, this is, these are all people for, like, from a certain community or a yeah. certain part of Mexico. And, and they kind of ended up here because they know each other or whatever. But yeah. um, I feel like we're kind of shitting on Texas. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not because I actually really do like Tex-Mex. Um, it's just completely like kills me like unhealthiness. But like I love going back and eating the fucking chips and queso, man. I could fucking just eat chips and queso like all fucking day. Nice. What uh, I mean, what are some places out here in the Bay Area that you'd recommend since I don't really know? <laughs> um, well, the Griense and the Three Brothers, obviously. Griense and the Three like Brothers for taquerias are good staples. Um for just kind of like comfort food, um, there's that place that I mentioned, El Grullo, which is in Sunnyvale. That's where I go, like have machaca or like caldo de pollo. Hmm. Like any anytime uh, Larissa and I or I get sick, we go to El Grullo and buy caldo de pollo, and I just take it home. Like the lady knows, she's like, "Oh, somebody's sick again," because <laughs> I call ahead and they'll get the fucking things of caldo de pollo ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like really good comfort food, sort of Mexican that I like and. Um, that's the kind of place where you go and you eat and you leave and you smell like that shit like for the rest of the yeah. day. <laughs> like your yeah. clothes smells like it's kind of small or whatever. But uh-huh. um, but yeah, I really like El Grullo. That's one of my favorites, but it's heavy. Um, I, you know, and then there's the whole other breed of like fancy Mexican food, which I don't... There, there's one yeah, there's one place right down the street, basically. Which one? That Zona Rosa Oh place. yeah, Zona Rosa. That's actually not bad. Mm, yeah, that's, that's not like bad. Um, but that's it. Ten minutes. We hit our mark cool. on, on Mexican food in Texas versus um, Cali. Okay. Um, let's see. Cats versus dogs. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I used to really dislike cats um, growing up. I don't th- my mom didn't like I never grew up with them. And um, I didn't have any sort of like 
traumatic experience. I actually had a traumatic experience with dogs. Um, really? When I was, um, right before I started kindergarten, my parents, I think, were having some issues. And my mom moved to Mexico for like six months. She, we lived in uh, Cuautla um, oh, for about six months. And we lived in like um, uh, one of those, I guess it was just like an apartment complex. And I have some memories from there because I was like four or five. But I remember I used to hang out with the kids around in the complex. And this one day, like, there was just, like, a pack of dogs always walking around. And one day they just started fucking chasing me, basically. And, like, I, I remember this very... because you hadn't shaved. Yeah. And they thought you were a dog. They just, they just wanted to play. <laughs> had this uh, for the viewers. He, I had, have a he very... had a beard as a young boy. He was like a niño lobo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't made any... Um, uh, Wolf uh, boy? No, the teen wolf. <laughs> it looks just like I just need one of those Letterman jackets. I look just like him. No, but anyways, I got chased by a pack of dogs in Mexico when I was about four years old. And I remember I, I just I started crying. Like I remember I was like sprinting and crying. And then I got to my house. My mom was like, "What the hell happened?" And uh, she took me to a sobadora, like a woman. Like, really? Yeah. To like calm you down. Yeah, yeah. What? And she was like rubbing an egg on me and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so you would think I would not like dogs after that experience, but. Um, we never really had a, a dog growing up. Did you have one? I had one. I had a like a shitty wiener dog uh, when my parents bought their first house, and it came with the house basically. But then we got rid of it soon after because it was like an old dog, and it didn't really. Um, it was just an older kind of shitty dog, so we just gave it away. And That's but I, but I didn't grow up. You just, you just talked about that dog like an object. <laughs> I mean, it more or less was at that point. <laughs> it was on its way out, um, but. Any, that being said, I used to really just not like cats. I don't. Um, uh, you used to be afraid of cats. Yeah. Dude. Don't say you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They were just creepy. And then. Um, I remember once you came to visit out here and mm-hmm. we were at Larissa's apartment and she had. Um, oh, no, there was a cat just walking around outside, like around the apartment complex. And it like rolled up and it was mm-hmm. like this big furry black cat. And you were just like whoa like you were like you didn't know what to do with yourself but you were already like 18 or something <laughs> <laughs> you were just like what the fuck you were like like you were, you were like squeeze against the wall and like <laughs> just kind of scurry in <laughs> uh, but i think I'd, I'd definitely like dogs better i now i think cats are they're interesting but i, I wouldn't want to have one personally um but i just think dogs are um i guess i don't know i just would want to play with a dog and you can't really you can play with cats I'll tell the cats how I converted to cats because I used to hate cats. <laughs> I, I don't even know if you've heard this story, but at one point, um, Larissa and I had broken up probably like 11 years ago or something. We broke hmm. up for like a year or something. Hmm. Um, and, um, and then she found out that I was on Match.com and she was fucking pissed because <laughs> we had this was like before internet dating was normal so mm-hmm. people thought you were like a weirdo we had yeah. kind of talked about it like it's still sort of that stigma technique uh, not really dude not there's so many people who have yeah. gotten married and like sure if you don't know somebody who's met somebody online then you're or i, I don't know that's it's, true it's pretty common but 10 years ago yeah 10 years ago <laughs> it was weird yeah <laughs> and so like i remember i had said some you know we had talked about it just whatever as you normally talk about shit and we were both like yeah that's fucking weird or whatever Hmm. and then when we were broken up she found out that i was that had gotten on match and like a friend of hers Hmm. saw me on there like a friend of ours Mm -hmm. i think it was heidi or something Hmm. 
um, and she like brought it up. She was like, "How could you?" And I was like, "Well, number one, we weren't together, <laughs> and then but we had started getting back together when she found out, mm-hmm. and I think my profile was still up. Mm-hmm. But I was completely unsuccessful on that thing, by yeah. the way. Like, the, <laughs> I think I had two dates, uh-huh. and on one of them." I mean, I showed up so hungover. It was like a brunch thing. <laughs> I was like a fucking mess. And I was just literally talking about how drunk I was the night before, which is completely stupid. Anyway, <laughs> it was a complete failure. I didn't really use it. And then she found out that I had gotten on match. And she was like, and we were starting to get back together at the time. So she was like, I'm getting a cat. Uh-huh. Like, cause I had, she'd been wanting to get a cat. And I was like, no, you're not mm. getting a cat. I'm kind of allergic. I hate cats, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So that was like her revenge. Huh. She was like, I'm getting a cat and I'm going to call it Match. Psychological warfare. Yeah, she was trying to like get some, you know, psycho warfare going on me. And then, uh, and, you know, I remember this, like we were on the phone one night, like arguing about it and all this stuff. Uh-huh. It was like this big thing. And then she fucking went and got a cat. Hmm. But she, she, um, she did a thing where I think she was trying to ease into it or trying to like, figure out if it was a, a bad idea or not and like she started fostering kittens hmm. so they let you uh, right you know you take care of it for a few weeks until it gets adopted or mm-hmm. a month or whatever and so she uh she was fostering toe my Damn. orange cat yep and i fell in love with that little bastard hmm. like because i would go over to her place all the time or whatever mm-hmm. and uh and yeah he was like a dog like, cause hmm. I would call him and he would run over and hmm. he still is, you know, like basically like if you raise them like dogs, they will behave like dogs. Mm-hmm. Just like if you raised you like a dog, you true. It's, you. it's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's how, that's how the cat situation hmm. came about. And then, uh, then, uh, then, uh, he had a brother too, like literally a blood brother that hmm. she was, uh, taking care of, but he was like a jerk. Huh. And so she went ahead and, uh, placed him in a home. And then um, uh, she started fostering another one, and that was Mochi, hmm. who's our second fat cat. Um, and Mochi was really nice and just kind of gentle, and like she just wants to like chill. Like she always follows you around the house. So these cats were not like any sort of cat that I stereotypically had in my hmm. mind. They like want to be with you. They come if if like they, when you call them. Obviously, they do. They obviously behave like cats. They hmm. fucking cats, but. Um, I challenge anyone who does not like cats to foster a cat for a few <laughs> months and to treat it like a dog. And by treat it like a dog, like I would, I would roughhouse the cats too. Yeah. Like I pick them up by their scruff, I throw them, mm-hmm. I like wrestle them, and they get used to that and they behave more like dogs. Hmm. I think if you leave them alone, though, they might whatever. Are you thinking of getting a pet anytime soon? Not really. Um, I, like I was saying, I didn't uh, because I didn't grow up with uh, a pet, a mascot of any kind. Um, I'm not against it, and my girlfriend actually, she's from um, like the fucking rancho, like the. <laughs> you I didn't, didn't get a fucking goat or what? <laughs> but no, but I mean, she's like really into animals. Like she grew up with like horses and chickens and shit. So uh, I know she really likes animals, and I think she would like a dog. Uh, but generally speaking, yeah, I, I don't um, necessarily like want a mascot at this moment. And as far as cats go, yeah, I mean they. They're just, I don't know, I think I get, I have the impression that they're, like, you're on their time, you know, I'm like, yeah, that they're, uh, that they're kind of like, dude, you know what's funny, you know what's funny is that I think that my personality resembles a cat more than it does a dog, and maybe I'm just, like, hating on cats because, like, dude, I, I want to be the one that's kind of like control. a little bitch, yeah. 
<laughs> but see, dogs, you're you're more on a dog schedule because you gotta take them for a walk. Yeah, you yeah, gotta true. Take them that's outside true. To that's shit. true. That's gotta, true. It's so much, dude. That's we true. leave our cats. Uh-huh. Now we have a lot of cats. This, this is we have four cats. This hmm. fuck, fuck the whole thing, whatever. But we leave our cats for five days hmm. alone. So Just we go on vacation. Just keep going. Um, we're gonna reset this. We need to. Well, let's just because because this topic's almost over. Yeah. So um, we'll just end it up. Get a cat or a dog. Don't ever buy a dog or a cat because there's plenty of free ones to be had. That's and true. Just, and and chop their nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I wanted uh, one of those nice ass like Shino Shino Ibu dogs. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, There's just so many dogs that need a home that yeah. you, know, you shouldn't have to buy like a fancy dog yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like it's just retarded. Five thousand dollar dog. Yeah, yeah. All right, next topic. This is very like, if today somebody gave you a million dollars, what would you do with yourself and that money? Shit. Like literally a million dollars, tax free. It's in your account. Um, I'd probably reach out to uh, like a friend who's like a. Uh, I have like a few friends who went into like um, finance, so I'd probably be like, "Yo, what's the best thing that I can do?" And um, from there, yeah, I'd probably I don't know, I'd I'd want to like obviously spend it in some fashion, but I think my first route would be like to ask the people around me who are smarter with their finances what to do with it, and then from there, um, yeah, find out what to invest in. Really, I'm I don't know, and then make a something cool here <laughs> you know like do like a creative project um but yeah figure out what would be the best way to invest in it and not just spend it like an idiot even though obviously everybody wants to spend like an idiot like that sometimes but um well let's frame it differently what if you ha- you had to effectively spend it within a few years uh, well, oh have you seen that movie brewster's millions <laughs> that movie's tight <laughs> that as hell. time ago is that like richard Pryor? Or yeah something? it's Wilder? actually a funny ass movie but anyways uh that's kind of the, prem- the premise he- it's like he uh he finds out that he has like an uncle like an old white uncle somehow that <laughs> like le- is leaving his millions to him but the catch is that he um he can either have 30 million dollars right away or no he, he can either have like $3 million right away, or he can try and spend $30 million and then receive $300 million at the end of it. So the point of the movie is that he's just trying to spend as much money as possible, like in, yeah. a, in, like a, in a matter of like a week or something. I see. So if I had to spend it, yeah, I don't know, shit. Well, um, I mean, you didn't have, like, well, yeah. I think, yeah, but I mean, honestly, it would be like a matter of uh, reaching out to my circle and being like, what should I do with this money? How do you, how do you like properly invest it? As opposed to going out and blowing it like on, because I mean, a million dollars is really not that it's not much. That much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that's why it's an interesting question. Too, yeah, because it's 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 kind of life changing, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's also like a would realistic just provide and, a really dope pad for sure. Right. Like a, <laughs> yeah, 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 really. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there's one thing I guess to splurge on, I don't know. I don't even really like any like. I'm not really that like into cars. I'm not like, cause yeah, I mean you could blow a lot of money on a car. Oh yeah, you could blow like, half of it on a quarter you million, could blow all yeah. of it on a car if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, shit. I know you're looking for a more exciting yeah. answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what. What would you do? What? Um, I'm older, so I'd probably take about half of it and put it into a house out here. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
because I don't have a house yet. I don't own property. And yep. it's never been like a dream of mine. I don't really, I mean, I see the financial benefit of it, but I've never been driven by that goal like some people are, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, it's but our it, rights as... What's that? It's our rights as um, humans. <laughs> humans, yeah. yeah. No, as Americans. Not, not In some countries, you can't own property. Oh, true. In China, you know, in China, <laughs> you can only own property for 99 years. You're effectively leasing. Huh. So for like buy, a lifetime. Yeah. You're, you literally... And you can sell it, hmm. but it only continues for that however many is left. <laughs> um, and that, that goes into the value of it. But... Um, I think just that like would probably add some financial stability. Um, so I'd probably yeah, put about half of it into like a pad. Like I don't that doesn't even pay for a full place out here, mm. sadly. But that would help. And then I'd probably double down on this madre in some way. Yeah. Um, in terms of just kind of uh, putting some better structure in place and. Uh, being able to devote like a little more time to it, bringing in some people to help with shit. Um, I wouldn't go like full bore, like in terms of putting all of it into it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's a lot to give up, but yeah, I'd probably do like half of a, you know, of a place, half of a million dollar home <laughs> out here, which is not a ridiculous home. That sounds crazy maybe, but mm. a million dollar home out here is nothing crazy. So I'd pay for half of a home. I'd put maybe a quarter of it into Desmadre, let's say to just kind of, you know, maybe uh, get a better place, <laughs> build out the studio, get some gear and just kind of give us like a runway for like a few years just yeah. to make sure we could keep doing this or something. And then um, as far as like toys, um, yeah, I'd probably buy a car, just something comfortable though. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Man, I'd, probably go, I'd probably go buy a Porsche. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I, f I think, um, Eventually, I th I really would like to um, get back into uh, music, mm. like legitimately. Yeah. So um, I think I would. Yeah, if I was to spend money, I think it'd be like like a toy or whatever. Yeah, it'd be like guitar or mu instruments. Yeah. And then like a like a solid little studio where you could um, like your friend um, that or I, a lot of mu musicians do this. They have their own little studio at their house. Yeah. That would be dope, because um, I don't I don't have that right now. I, I barely even have a fucking guitar right now, but um, yeah, definitely get back into that. Notice how none of us said we'd help our families. <laughs> just the most selfish. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I would give it to them. I'd maybe just break them off a small chunk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of a weird number because it's not completely life changing. I mean, yeah. it is. It would be life changing, but it's yeah. not game changing mm -hmm. yeah, in many respects. And like, there's people out here, obviously. Like, um, just be told, like, I've owned stock that if I had held on to, I'd be more than a millionaire at this point. Like, sadly, um, but at the time, it was valuable, and you did whatever you with it. But it, you know, yeah, you could be a ten millionaire out here, and you'd just be like not middle class definitely but you'd have a house and you you probably still need to work yeah <laughs> you could have like a nice two million dollar home in a nice neighborhood and um shop at whole foods yeah um all right that one's that one's not as interesting as i thought it was going to be sorry people <laughs> but check out brewster's millions because that movie oh, is yeah, hilarious millions. what was the other one that was like toy toy that's another good one uh all those richard Pryor movies are so cool i actually just very quickly in just the minute that we have here watched the richard Pryor live this week or like a couple of days ago too too damn hilarious hmm. i haven't watched anything with him in a long time but it was the is a stand-up special 
Yeah. It was, um, or I think it was like the the one where he's wearing. Anyways, yeah, continue. Richard. <laughs> It's a whole there's, other there's podcast. An air, there's an airplane flying over us right now. Silver Streak is also really hilarious. Silver Streak. Sam and Gene Wilder. It's like a train heist movie. Huh. Huh. Um, all right. This one's a little more serious. What are your views on marriage? Um, I think a lot of people, like, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't need to get married anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you can be, like, in a very long-term committed relationship. But Tom York. Um, but yeah, yeah. Who's he with? Uh, some random like graphic designer, I think, or some some artists. But I think I w- I personally would like to get married eventually. But I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Bro. Right? No. Yeah. I think. Um, I, I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't you? If there's actual benefits to it, right? You can, um, like legal benefits that you get. Like, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of those? What are the legal benefits? I don't even know. I don't know. Like, I guess... Um, uh, I guess your taxes could be lower. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen the benefit of that. I've seen the... Um, what else? But, you know, it's funny because I think, you know, the the generation before us uh, in Mexican people, I think, really value uh, marriage, of course, and are very culturally Catholic, if not actually, you know catholic and so i think um yeah it's an interesting i guess um an interesting uh divide i guess between generations where i think yeah definitely people that are my age or even younger may not see it as like holy as as the previous generation did um yeah there were certainly religious um not implications, but religious reasons. Yeah. And obviously, like, yeah. if you're going to be, like, really strict with it, then, hey, yeah, you shouldn't have sex until you get married. Right. Which nobody cares about at this point, mm-hmm. right, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some, some people do. do, yeah. Not many, though. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. If they do, they're lying. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, I'm not sure why, I, now that I think about it, I think it just wouldn't be nice, I guess. Um, I, I guess I don't need to, <laughs> but I think the... Um, I don't know. Humans like rituals, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that that is a very um, that is a very like important thing to sort of like the ritual of of getting together with the person that you love or whatever. And I think for that reason, I think I would, and not for any other like religious or um, yeah. economic. Yeah, um, no. Just, when I think about it, like I think I I was up and down on this in my twenties and early thirties before I got married, and I would kind of be for a long time I. When I was younger, and it was more religious because I was like Baptist for a little while there, and it was like, oh yeah, you want to get married and da da da. Hmm. da. But, um, but I think you know, living even even amongst our family, where like our you know our mom's side of the family, like half of the the siblings have been divorced or more, right? None of like yeah, maybe like I don't know, like it's you know it, just kind of like disillusioned about it, and and I don't. Um, I just, for a while, I was like, ugh, like, I don't see the point, or, you know, it, this, this is just bullshit or whatever, but mm. I think the older I got and the longer I was with Larissa, then it's just kind of like, um, it's, it wasn't so much the ritual, but just being, like, able to be, like, commit to it, right? Yeah. To, to like, in the same way that you might commit with, like, a business partner, and that sounds really dry and whatever, but just to be like, yeah, I'm down, like, I'm gonna, I'm, 
I'm, yeah. I'm with you, basically, yeah. in that way. And it is nice, like... Uh, yeah, to, to formalize it in some fashion and not just be like, okay, we're going to be together. I think that formalization, I think, I, I would want, you know, just to, to um, yeah, like to say that you're quote-unquote down or... Yeah. And then also, I mean, I think... Um, that's kind of a selfish reason in a way, but I think also for your family, if, especially if you have like a bigger family or something, like it's nice to sort of like the meeting of the families of the, the, the courtship, you know, like the, of Fucking the game of Thrones. Yeah. Shit here. Yeah. Damn. But, um, especially again, I think, um, not that I'm like this, but, um, I think, um, not that I'm going to marry my current girlfriend or anything. I don't know. But, um, uh, she had like, you know, if, you have a big family and I think it's important to some people to um, formalize it, whether or not you're, you're religious or not. And I think a lot of people in our, that are Mexican or Mexican American do it. Like I th- even our, like some people in our family, like they're not, I know they're not religious, but they, you know, they'll go to church sometimes or they cross themselves and they're very culturally Catholic and they're going to get married in a Catholic church because I guess their family wants them to, and it's um, especially in Mexico, you know, I think yeah. out here it's fucking heathens or whatever, like <laughs> godless. But I think it's I got much married r- by my best friend. <laughs> I mean, he performed the ceremony as a, an official of the nice. yeah. city of San Francisco. Yeah. And, that, and that's cool. And yeah. uh, but I think in, I, th- I would argue that in Mexico, the Catholicism is much more like prevalent in kind of everyday life. Um, Whereas out here, it's like a little easier to. It, it, it's obviously super strong here, to uh, within certain families, but um, I, I just don't think I see it as much. Like with um, my circle of friends, I guess, or or um, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something to be said, I think, about the um, Catholicism. I think is very, you know, like. We're going to go down the rabbit hole of Catholicism. Yeah. No, no, we're not. We're not. I'm just I think I'm just saying that that culturally like a lot of people, a lot of Mexican people um will or and and want to get married by the church, you know, and Yeah. Well, uh, there's another aspect to it that uh, that's not religious that I think families really want their uh, children and their family members to be married. It's kind of and this is very like it's just practical because people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to be okay because he's married. So, like, mm-hmm. now you don't have to worry about, you know, your sloppy cousin or your sloppy sibling because you know his wife yeah. is going to take care of yeah, his ass. Yeah. You know? yeah. So some people are just like, well, you know, if something happens to you, you have somebody who is kind of by relationship. Yeah, I mean, to. but you don't need to get married to have that, you know. You don't no, but people feel like I think there's that people feel strongly that they do because people are like, well, that person could dip, yeah, you know, or they don't really care yeah. if they haven't committed to it, right? Yeah, and so you could kind of take off at any given point. Like mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, I was reading about um, one of the the persons who died in the ghost ship, the Oakland fire, mm-hmm. and um, there was a tribute written to him, written uh, written about him by his um, basically his ex wife. But they, um, hmm. it was a, she just wrote this beautiful piece about him, and she said that they, um, they met like at a bar, or I don't know where they met, you know. Like, oh no, no, they met at a park. They met in Dolores Park after hmm. like a fucking like concert or something <laughs> like that, and then they just kind of went on this whirlwind like romance, hmm. and like they had like this kind of really San Francisco hippie sort of relationship, and 
um, and they got married. Um, and then they got to a point in their relationship where they just said, okay, we're going to have an open marriage. So they did their thing. And then he started becoming like this electronic music artist. And then she started doing something else. And then it kind of fell apart. But the way she described it, it was like all very natural. Hmm. And, and by the time that Ghost Ship happened, he was already on, in another relationship. Hmm. But she wrote this really moving tribute about their time together. And how it was just this like awesome arc of like friendship and love and then exploring other people and then just helping each other grow into who they want to be at any given time or whatever. And then, yeah, she said, I was really happy for him. He'd found somebody and <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and the crazy thing, too, is like she was like a sex worker or something. This is such a San Francisco story. Yeah. But, um, just to say that, like, I there's part of me that feels like there's there are, there are like alternatives that are really cool too. Yeah. And that was like an interesting example of one. Like it was just like, cause I think for me, like with Larissa and, and with what I would say, like are like successful marriages that I've looked at, they're really just kind of like friendships where just, people just want to hang out. Yeah. Um, and I guess there are kind of those like passionate, like, Oh, I like, can't be apart from each other sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't know too many people like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that seems more like hokey bullshit to me than... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're in... Uh, last thing, I guess. I, I think we're in a position... Or I think we're lucky to live in, in, the, in America to have the freedom to do stuff like that. Whereas other countries, um, even somewhere like Mexico, it's like a little more... It's like a much stronger like stigma mm -hmm. to get to actually do it. And if you don't, then, you know, there's a lot of shit being talked about you. And I think it's a little more like... I feel like I'd be like a lot more like anxious living in Mexico. Mm. Um, hmm. Not to say that that doesn't happen up here, but I think the like a story like that, like the one you just said, yeah. is only possible here. You would definitely be a very much of an outcast. In yeah. Some, and, and, but even in the U.S., I think that's, that's a very San Francisco thing. Yeah, sure. Because it's not possible in fucking yeah, like, <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah. All right, next topic. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Um, a lot of the stuff that was on Nickelodeon, I don't think I have a favorite one. But, yeah, when I was growing up, it was like Hey Arnold, uh, Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Probably those three. Yeah. What's that about? It's about this. Uh, what kind of animal is he? He's like an Australian. Like uh, it. It was cool because it was kind of bizarre. It was mm -hmm. like um, it was kind of in the vein of like Ren and Stimpy ish, mm -hmm. but not as not as like far vulgar. left as that. Yeah, not not as vulgar. But I think I'd have to say if I were to had to choose one, it's probably Rugrats. Honestly, I, I grew up watching that, and that's just a cool show, you know, about some kids, some little bastard kids. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get away with shit and um i haven't watched those in forever though man i but I, if i had to choose one yeah probably rugrats and hey arnold what was hey the, arnold about yeah. hey arnold was about like a kid in in new york like a group of friends in uh new york city but it's it's a cartoon obviously um and they it's just yeah yeah it's like a bunch of kids like in middle school in in new york and hey arnold plays like this the the main character arnold is like this um you know like really pensive like self-reflective kid and he has all these like characters for friends and there wasn't really a point to it yeah it's just them hanging out in you know he had like a wacky like grandpa that he lived with in like a uh, public housing 
Um, but yeah, that's definitely like a. Was he black? No, no. He he's a he's a guy with like the football head, you know, and like. The, oh yeah. Yeah, his friend was black. It was Gerald, who was very hilarious. But that and then The Simpsons. Yeah, I think The Simpsons, of course. That's I don't even consider, consider that a cartoon. You know, that's like a yeah. great American sitcom. It's crazy how The Simpsons can, um, can capture such a broad audience. Like, that's the levels that it's written on. Like, I dude, I remember when The Simpsons came out. I was like in the fourth grade or something. That was like 88 or 89. That was basically when you were born or something. Mm-hmm. And we fucking loved it. <laughs> you know, even back then, I remember, like, drawing Bart, like, trying yeah. to draw Bart and mm-hmm. shit like that. And that was, like, 88, 89. Um, but we we certainly are not, as a kid, like, in touch with, like, all the uh, subversiveness. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the, like, messages or whatever. And, yeah. like, um, that's certainly, like, a cartoon where, um, I, I don't know exactly, but, you know, there's so many smart people who've written for that show. Wasn't Conan mm-hmm. a writer for The Simpsons? Yeah. Like, they see a lot of like the Harvard Lampoon people run through there and like, yep. um, it, yeah, it operates on so many fucking levels. It's so good. Yep. Um, Damn, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have too many to name just one. I was just thinking like South Park and King of the Hill. and. But it's, what's crazy <laughs> is that like, I think in the 90s, I think, I think The Simpsons was a, was kind of a, the turning point for cartoons to become like intelligent and yeah. become like way different because when I was like, you're talking about, you were like a, um, whatever, uh, elementary school, like young elementary school kid watching Rugrats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when we were kids, we like the cartoons were kind of stupid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you had like fucking like GI Joe and like the Flintstones and like He-Man. Yeah. And which are cool in their own right. They're cool in their own <laughs> right, but they're not they're They are on the surface. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we used to watch the Jetsons. Yeah. And like, you just kind of laugh. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing going on there. Yeah. There's nothing else going on there. Is that the that point of that show was just like, it's the future and like, yeah, just stupid shit that happens. Like basically like uh, George Jetson, the family, mm. you know, he, he's just kind of an idiot and he's yeah. kind of a bumbling fool. Yeah. And like, it's just like the family dynamic of a dumb and, dad. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess Flintstones and Jetsons are very much more fictitious than The Simpsons because The Simpsons yeah. p- takes place like modern day. Yeah. Like even today, it's commenting yeah. on you know Trump and whatever's going on. Yeah. Uh, but I think yeah, it's um, that's a that's a great show. Of course, yeah, it's um, definitely top like five Simpsons. Uh, yeah, I know cartoons. I grew up watching that too, The Simpsons, along with because uh, I remember I used to watch a lot of Nickelodeon, and then like The Simpsons, they would play it on. I think it was WB hmm, like uh, reruns. Or, yeah, yeah. Rerun, they would play, and it was crazy because they would play at at uh, five and six thirty. So there was like two episodes that you'd watch in a day, and it was cool. I think I've talked about this before, but how um, my dad and my parents like did not really care about what I was watching. I mean, they cared. But they were much more like liberal in terms yeah. of, and my dad really liked The Simpsons, and I would watch it with him. I remember like going in elementary school, like talking to my friends, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm not allowed to watch that. <laughs> I watch The Simpsons, and it's so funny, you know. It's like, how, why wouldn't you? It's just a cartoon. Yeah. But then you find out later on that it's not just a cartoon, and that some of these parents probably didn't like The Simpsons because they were like yeah. essentially being parodied, or they were being yeah, like, they were they were conservative butt of the jokes. Yeah, yeah they were the <laughs> many of those jokes. Yep. Uh, and just a very quick plug, I think my favorite Simpsons episode is the one where Bart sells his soul. Um, it it's 
there's shows now like South Park that are, which I love as well, but they're much more like harsh, you know, in their criticism. They just do not give a fuck, you know, like it's the, just really overt. Yeah, and yeah. They, which is I think is really cool too. But The Simpsons had a way of like really just writing such a well crafted episodes that had like these really high concepts. And so for Bart sells his soul, basically he sells his soul to Millhouse for $5 because he, he doesn't believe that people can have souls. And so he's just like, you're like he's like, fuck you, Millhouse. He, I, I'll give me $5 and I'll sell you my soul. And so that throughout the episode, like little stuff starts happening. Like he tries to walk to the store and the, the doors don't open and he, he runs into it and he's like, what the hell? And so, um, he, so the point of the episode is that he basically starts to like realize that you do need a soul and that it's uh and then he, he he buys it back and all this really crazy stuff happens but it's like it's a really really um uh, well put together good. episode what what about you what did you watch or what yeah i mean as a younger kid yeah i watched all the stupid stuff but i certainly was gravitating towards like the crazier stuff as it came out and i mean when i was really young and watching gi joe and all this shit the thing that was closest and it wasn't a cartoon, but it was a phenomenon. It was basically Garbage Pail Kids. Hmm. Like I was, I used to collect the Garbage Pail Kids uh, cards and stickers or whatever. And so we were, me and my, uh, our second cousins, uh, Tony and, and uh, Ramon, Monchi and those guys, like we used to love those things. Hmm. Um, They're just like filthy, like. Yeah, just <laughs> filthy little drawings of like kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't I mean, There was always like, like a political sense to them too right a little or, bit yeah there was but it was more like uh exaggerated like yeah um, yeah there was it was kind of vulgar kind of vomiting and like uh-huh. you know people's heads exploding and that <laughs> sort of thing and then and then even then um as a kid like then i used to o- also buy a mad magazine hmm. so I yeah i big, used to buy those too yeah i mm. was a big fan of that and so when something probably the first one that came along was probably ren and stimpy and, and around the same time was beavis and butthead mm. and when those two things broke i was just like wow like and now it's probably like late middle school yep middle school late middle school ren and stimpy and then uh late middle school, early high school, Beavis and Butthead came out. And those things were kind of game changers because they were funny, they were regressive, but they were really smart, I thought. And and I don't know if I was thinking that back then, but... I mean, yeah, later on, it's like, oh, shit, Mike Judge. He's uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, I remember I had, a, you know, a Ren and Stimpy poster in my room. Hmm. And then I, I remember uh, getting, like... Beavis and Butthead gifts for Christmas, you know, in, in yeah. high school. And I stuff remember like. your your sister used to have the little figures in her room, the in the North Side house. She used to have like a, a, a Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, really, that's but, funny. Yeah, I mean that's a show that yeah, it's great. I got into it later. I, that's not a show that I watched around the, when I was younger. Yeah, it was like when I was like already in high school that I started watching Beavis and Butthead and. Yeah, I think it may not get the credit. And the same thing with King of the Hill, someone like Mike Judge that I think I th- he's from or he spent a lot of time in Texas. Yeah. And a lot of his critique is like the Southern, like white uh, culture, conservative culture. So yeah. it may not be as relatable to people out that are out here or that they can really see how, how good it is, you know, for, for what it is. And um, yeah, you know, it, that's like the kind of, type of show that's so cool because on the surface it's like these two really stupid ass dudes who are just like you know like worthless like, <laughs> but uh they walk through the world and he um it's very cool like um, what what is like how does the 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 first couple of seasons of beavis and butthead play out it's just like them 
like well, going to high school, right? Yeah, they're, they're just they're in high school and dealing with shit and like. I mean, initially it was, um, well, I think it was always env- envisioned and structured around music videos. Yeah. So yeah. they would be at home. They would come home from school and watch MTV, uh-huh. and they'd watch music videos. And, and then they'd they'd make, comment. And yeah. they'd comment on the music <laughs> videos, right? That's but, like way before its time. Like, yeah, and, but there was, but there was always, you know, like a narrative scripted into uh-huh. that episode. So like, and sometimes they'd be watching other TV too. Like they, mm. they remember the cops episode. Yeah, yeah. Right when the mm. you know, or was that in the movie? No, it was it was, it was the show. Episode, yeah. Right? So they're watching cops, and then basically, I think earlier they had gone to an ATM, and they had accidentally they were just like you know, and like uh-huh. they saw all this money come out of an ATM, and they took it. Mm-hmm. And so then the cops were on the search for <laughs> the ATM thieves, uh-huh. and then they got home, and they have all this food and junk food or whatever because mm-hmm. they because they had this money. And they're watching cops, and they're like, "Oh, these idiots are gonna get like." It's <laughs> them. They bust the door down. It's their house. Yeah. Right? Um, but but no, it's just kind of them going through their daily lives yeah. as like idiot like high, you know, schoolers. high schoolers. Yeah. And why and like trying to be cool and, yeah. try, and trying to get laid. Yeah. And, um, but that was like phenomenal. I I thought that was that was probably my favorite in high school for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Next yeah. topic. What the fuck should I choose here? <laughs> Last one. Um, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Um, simple. I'll just keep it simple. Is there anything you? Um, nah, that one's kind of whack. I'm not gonna do that one. <laughs> okay, here's a cool one. Well, yeah, that's an easy topic. If you could, uh, if you could live in any other city in the world for a year. Like, where would you want to go? Um, you could basically, you could maybe keep doing the same thing you're doing now. Like, it's not going to completely, but you should just live somewhere else to experience, like, a culture or some shit like that. Um, yeah, probably somewhere in Latin America, uh, Mexico. I mean, I want to say the first thing that came out was, like, Mexico City. Um I already, I guess, I go there pretty often, or in my lifetime, I've gone there a lot, and, um, yeah, I'm not sure, really. Um, I, yeah, I guess Mexico City, just to, to answer it. Um, what would you want to do there, or what's, uh... I guess the same shit, um, um, whether it's something creative or, or some freelance or something, but... I think. Um, well, your dad is from there, right? Yeah, my dad is from there, and I have like family there. We have cousins there too, technically. So, yeah, I guess I don't know enough to about another city to want to go there enough. Yeah, you know, like if. Um, yeah, for some reason, I I just feel like I'd want to go to Mexico and not go to like. Belgium or something, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure Belgium's cool, or whatever. But I don't. Um, I want to make sure that I'm fortifying my roots in these <laughs> troubled times. <laughs> but uh, it certainly would be like a much like deeper experience, probably. Yeah. To go to some some place where you know your parents are from, and you'd probably get to know your family better. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I would look to do that as opposed to go to somewhere more. I mean, I I'm, I would love to travel more. And, you know, but uh, as far as living, yeah, I think it would be better to, to do it in Mexico where 
our family is. Um, Does your dad ever talk about moving back? Yeah, I think he wants to, ideally. Really? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right now it's just, I think, generally pretty bad. Yeah, it's kind of a shit show. I, mean, I guess it has been for for a while now, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I think my dad definitely would like to go back. Um, so, yeah, I think Mexico. Fuck it. I was trying to come up with, like, I don't know, uh, Bangkok or something. Or, <laughs> <laughs> which I do. Bangkok. I would Like I said, I do want to travel and visit Bangkok. more of the world, travel more of the world. But for living, I think, yeah, it would have to be somewhere in Mexico. Hmm. I think I want to go to Asia for a while. <laughs> Not China, though. Yeah. I, I want to live in Tokyo. Hmm. I've been a couple times. It's really kind of a cool place. Um, I was talking about this with some friends the other day about like, like what, like what's your favorite American city? Mm. Um, I mean, I like to like to live or just in. Yeah, you could preface it in either way. Uh, hmm. To visit, to live, I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, I was saying like, I, like. I don't necessarily love San Francisco, but I love the Bay Area. Yeah. And and it's not really a city, it's a region, right? But I love the weather here. I yeah. love the proximity to the ocean and to the mountains, even though I don't take advantage of it as much as I should. Um, I love the fact that I can go to San Francisco, but then leave and yeah. just kind of like be here and whatever. But I also really love like the times I've spent in New York City. Yeah. And that, that's kind of like the... I, I think New York City is like America's only like true international city because it's like it doesn't stop and it's like yeah goes like around the clock and it's the kind of place where like you can meet people from all over the world mm. but it's still very american yeah and it's still very distinct yep um and i feel like of the cities other cities that have been to like that um i don't even think london compares because london kind of shuts down yeah it doesn't have like kind of a electric vibe to it um but tokyo does and hong kong does uh, Paris to some extent does, but it also kind of shuts down. Although maybe I haven't had the right. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like New York city. Uh, spent, uh, when I was in school, um, my roommate, who's a good friend of mine is from New York city. He's like this Dominican dude from New York city from what's it called? Uh, Dykeman, which is like really far, like the Northern tip of Manhattan is like a shitload of Dominicans apparently in Washington Heights area. So, yeah, yeah, I think New York City would be... I was going to say that, but then I was like, is that too cliche? But um, I have a lot of friends there, and I think it's it's weird to, to ask that right now because I think um, if you had asked this question like 10, 20 years ago, like New York City or San Francisco would have been manageable to some extent, yeah. whereas now like it's not as like... I just started thinking, like, oh, I... I wouldn't be able to find somewhere to live like right. that's reasonable yeah and to really take advantage of it so if if you know i don't want to live in san francisco and you know pay like fifteen hundred dollars for rent to for like some shitty little room yeah and then that's where all your money's going to like right. or for, the, for the the cost of living is so high that you can't really enjoy it properly unless you have a, a, jo- a good job or whatever Good job and same thing in in new york you know you um a lot of my friends there too complain about the same shit Whereas, you know, you hear about, like, New York in, like, the 80s and ni- or 70s, 80s. Yeah. It was, like, this, like, really, like, um, hub for artists. 
and like a lot for a lot of people to go and start creating stuff and yeah I don't, I don't know it's a it's a question of of that um kind of um progress or gentrification whatever you want to call it and yeah and mexico city would be manageable and yeah ways. exactly yeah, yeah. So. um so I yeah i mean as much as i would love to live in san francisco or new york city i just i don't know if, it, if it's worth it at this point um it's changed so much. I think San yeah. Francisco has changed so much that it does. It's not going to have the vibe that I think people romanticize. Yeah, about it, exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Just so, send the people that article about all the shit and like, literal yeah, feces yeah. and like uh, needles that are scattered throughout San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's changed so much that I don't think it's the same thing as we might imagine it. Yep. Um, but I think I think being here, like even down here, like in San Jose and or the Bay Area, like anywhere else, like it's nice to be close to it, because there's a lot of cultural stuff going mm-hmm. on, there's mm-hmm. concerts and shows and stuff like that. Um, but even that, like, uh, like I think that's going to be fading, just because yeah, people can't yep. can't live there. Who's yep. going to be throwing the shows if nobody lives there? Yeah, <laughs> like just people with money, then they're going to yeah. be shitty shows or whatever. Um, but one thing that's interesting to me about cities is that like people and like moving like people really kind of um use use that as an opportunity to kind of redefine themselves and like um there's there's like there's certainly like a lot of people i think who um maybe can't go home they can literally go home and visit or whatever but like for for whatever reason like going home is like kind of a psychological like it's like that's not me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like you, you redefine yourself by moving somewhere else, and and <laughs> it's something I've always like kind of wondered about, just like with regards to like our families, like who left like you know huge families or yeah. our parents, let's let's say, right. who left huge families to go to like fucking Fort Worth. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's out of necessity, I guess. It's a different sort of situation. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, and I just always like kind of am curious as to like how strong like the tug of home is because like my mom you know basically was in in texas for 30 plus years yeah and then she moved back to cuernavaca and then it's like she really loves it and she's having like i think a good retirement but i think it's also just from a practical like it's very affordable it's healthy yeah food she can get like fresh vegetables yeah for like dirt cheap and like Mm. and and the weather is good um but i don't know i i i think too like it's a, it's a very, again, another, I think, luxury of living in the United States, of being able to do that, of being able to be like, I'm going to go and move to Philadelphia or I'm going to go to Chicago and yeah. try and make it work. Yeah. Whereas other people like immigrants, you know, they, they go wherever the work is or yeah. wherever they don't necessarily do it because they want to like expand themselves you know like, they just do it yeah i'm gonna go to fort worth fucking texas you know and um you know which is interesting i think it's it's cool and i think um it's it's just yeah i don't know I, i'm I, I think it's a privilege to be able to talk about it and to actually do it yeah whereas um our the generation uh, immigrants don't have that that luxury sometimes they just have to do it because they that's where the work is and <clears throat> yeah yeah so. i think the other thing too is like um to our young listeners <laughs> <laughs> like the older you get like this is something i've always discussed with larissa and it's like 
it's kind of sad sometimes where like the older you get um the more settled in you get to a place mm-hmm. and it makes sense financial and whatever maybe you buy a place or whatever but it's um it would be cool if people were much um, nomads not yeah just more <laughs> more willing to get up and go you yeah. know even as they got older yeah like i it, it just kind of at some point kind of becomes a little bit of laziness like i got all this shit like i got i mean we have like a storage shed full of shit yeah you know and the older you get the more shit you got yeah you just kind of like you buy more and you so it becomes like you know restrictive or constrictive in some way or whatever to move around to move around but um it it certainly would be cool if people like lived lives or be like okay we're gonna get up and move and Mm -hmm. go here and try it out for a few years and actually larissa's been trying to get me to do that more she talked about moving to atlanta for a long time i was like fuck that Mm -hmm. you know and and yeah i'm sitting here arguing for this but i'm probably the worst like i really like it here i'm just like fuck that the bear is is definitely cool this is great weather good food like a lot of jobs certainly for like anything if you're if you have a a decent skill set you'll find a job yeah, out here yeah. there's a lot of work um, obviously it's expensive to live but um i'm i guess i'm more like i wish i had a bigger balls to kind of get up and do that sort of thing yeah um because it certainly would be cool to go live somewhere else for a while and yeah for me i i, I, yeah, I don't know why i want to live in japan hmm. i don't even know japanese at all yeah but, um, yeah i need to go back out to asia that's definitely my friends are about to go out there uh, Who's to going? Tokyo. Um, my friends, uh, shout out to my Denton friends. Um, they have, um, they're starting up like their own record label, uh, Heavy Baby Sea Slugs, and they're going on tour uh, in Tokyo and Taiwan. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They, um, yeah, I should check them out. <laughs> they're like, uh, uh, probably get mad at me for trying to describe, but they, yeah, they're kind of like noise, metal, hardcore. Yeah, it's a bunch of white dudes <laughs> and my friend Carlos and Julio. But um, yeah, I mean, I think um, so I guess on a to end on an ending note, it'd be, you know, try and travel more. And if you have the means to actually li- go and live somewhere else for an extended period of time, yeah, you should take advantage of it because... <clears throat> Uh, Donald Trump's about to be president. You gotta end on that. <laughs> I'm trying not to oh, bring that up. The camera ended. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, that's six topics. Yep. I, I hope that was somewhat interesting. Yep. I don't know. Um, but we're trying to try, let's try not to dive into any like politics or yeah. anything heavy. Yep. Just random shit. Um, but yeah, we have two more podcasts left for this year. Next week we'll have a guest. I don't even know who the fuck's gonna be on, but we'll have somebody interesting. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, We'll do one last one together, I think, before uh, the end of the year. Or that would be like the second. That will drop on the second. Yep. Um, so we'll do a, a, a year summary or some shit like that on the next one together. Uh, but thank you guys very much for listening. Um, remember to share this. Leave a review, five-star review on iTunes. Thanks. It, it does seem to be growing slowly, but the podcast is growing, so I really appreciate it. If you have any ideas for guests or want to see somebody on that you might know, because that's the whole idea is to get dope people that maybe wouldn't be featured on other podcasts. If you know anybody who should be on the podcast, just email um, us at social at desmadre.com. We'd love to hear some suggestions. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, have a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Or uh, is that it? That's about it as far as... Uh, What's up with the whole Happy Holidays versus Merry Christmas? Thing? <laughs> that's a whole on the other, next podcast. On the next <laughs> podcast. All right, guys. Check you next week. Yep.